Balls. He's a libertarian in chief. This is the libertarian chief chat. Just a libertarian chit chat with the chief. Oh, hey, I'm Kevin. I'm here too. Yeah. All right. Welcome to Chief Chat with Kevin Hobby and Todd Hagopian. I'm Kevin Hobby. And I am Todd Hagopian, and we have a special guest for you today. We have the Cajun Libertarian. Cajun, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah. Hey, so thanks for having me on. That's awesome. Uh, I'm Cajun Libertarian. I had started off on Facebook and then um, graduated to some Facebook live streams and some YouTube streams, and seems to be everybody tuning in and having a bunch of fun and trying to move this thing from the grassroots, you know, and that's really been the story and the organic growth of my show and my presence on uh, social media is uh, it's really bringing people on that are smarter than me, that are wiser than me, that uh, are more experienced in teaching us how to uh, push the, the Liberty movement forward exactly where we're at. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll definitely get more into that, but we need more folks on the front lines kind of highlighting what's going on out there and uh, introducing people to each other and uh, introducing ideas to the broader audiences. So talk to us a little bit about where you came from, uh, how you got involved in the Liberty Movement and uh, what you've done in your past. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's kind of funny, uh, a, a weird start. So I actually created an alt account uh, back in February. So I think it's, it says around February 2nd or so, uh, and I called it Cajun Libertarian. Uh, the reason I started that was because I wanted a place to meme dump. And, you know, most of my friends on Facebook, they're all, you know, big conservatives and, you know, very right. And, and they just don't appreciate a lot of libertarian memes, you know, and uh, not just that, too. I caught a couple of bands, so I didn't like that. And I was like, ah, suck it up and make a, a, an alt account. And so I did that and um, I was making memes. You know, I don't make a bunch of them, but I do make quite a few. And uh, that got real popular. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just uh, kind of exploded on me with this meme page, Cajun Libertarian. And then uh, a buddy of mine, Phil, and I, we did a, a, a live stream discussing what we thought were the five core principles of libertarianism. And during, it was just me with a cell phone. And I, I think he had his iPad, maybe, you know, it was very rough draft. It was not meant for anything more than just to talk and have a discussion and let people talk to us and, and get the feedback on what we thought was a valid five core. And um, there were people in the comment sections asking, you know, hey, can y'all do something like this every week? And, and schedule was not permitting for, for that sort of um, event weekly. And so I said, you know what, I'll try to I'll try to find something and I'll ask somebody to come on and, and we could talk about what they got going on. And then I had Bobo Sims on. And the next thing you know, you know, uh, Princess Rivula, Eskimo Libertarian, so many big names. And uh, here we are about seven, seven shows in and uh, talking to you guys. It's, it's pretty wild. That's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, how that thing started. Where is your podcast right now? What what plans do you have for it going forward? Right. So um, I had to have some help. Right. I mean, uh, no man is an island. No person is an island. And so I grabbed a team and and I got some uh, good software 
And so you can actually watch it grow. You know, it's still in its infant stages. You can go back and watch all the YouTube videos and you can see how my show has just progressed each week from software to vision. And uh, the growth is, is even going further into promoting not just the Libertarian Party, but just liberty-minded, critical thinking, intelligent individuals pushing forward and taking responsibility in their communities. And uh, I'm gonna have some some pretty big people on to uh, give us that experience, just like we've been talking about. Um, that's really the future of it. I don't have a bunch of major plans. Uh, I kind of take it at this point, I guess, month by month. Uh, June's booked with some some major people, and and it's it's impressive. Like we're, we're really, I think we're really starting a fire here. Awesome. And how uh, how often are you dropping episodes now? Yeah, so I kind of overbooked April, like by a lot. That was my fault. That is uh, me learning on the fly. That's the OJT. So the plan is to uh, have one drop every Friday night. Um, I understand fully, even as I can see into the next couple of months, that there are going to be some midweeks. Um, I don't schedule those like, you know, consistently. Those are just when I can have that person, you know, that's just how the, how the, the ships fall. And I definitely do at least a 24 hour promo before each show on the Cajun Libertarian Facebook profile and the Cajun Libertarian page. And so we're, there's always a, a heads up, but every Friday night is really the uh, primetime slot. So talk to, uh, there's a lot of people out there, including ourselves who have Libertarian podcasts. Not everybody does them right. great. Um, you know, including ourselves, we're still learning a lot about this uh, media. So talk about what makes a successful podcast, how you're drawing viewers, what has worked for you and what hasn't just in these early stages. Oh, yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, I, and not trying to sound arrogant at all. I, I mean this genuinely. And that's the that is the reason I think is that the show is genuine. Uh, they see that we're really trying to learn. They see that we're humble. They see that we're trying to move things in the right direction and, and it's unity. I mean, that's what we need more than anything. And people are drawn to that, I think. I don't think it's any one thing or any magic trick or it's definitely nothing special about me. It's just something that's, um, it's trailblazing because it's genuine and because it's organic and it's grassroots. I honestly think that. Very cool. Uh, you mentioned that many of your friends come from the conservative background. Is that where yeah. you were you uh, born Republican and slid over this way or where are you in the journey? Yeah, so I'm kind of in a paradox. So um, my, both my parents are uh, definitely very conservative. We grew up Christian home. I am definitely a Christian. So I have those conservative red roots. But uh, even though they they predominantly voted Republican, uh, they've never they've never been those type of people, right? They were never the ones that just barreled that down your throat. They were still always kind of progressive and still are, you know, they're they're like, you know, hey, weed should be decriminalized. Prostitution should not be illegal. You know, there's things that anybody's going to be able to debate on from the libertarian side with them. But at, at its core, I think there's always been a shred of libertarianism in my veins. And then I'm a very rebellious person got a, a track a criminal record like 
I do. And uh, so that doesn't help, right? You know, because that's kind of where we are. We are rebellious at the core. So once I found that thread where I understood that the way I was raised and the way I want to be are going to work in the same direction, I could pull the best from every side. And then, of course, you know, you always want to learn from everybody. So that, that to me is the biggest thing. That my, one of my best traits, I try to learn from anybody and everybody. So um, obviously you're in Louisiana, right? Actually, actually, I'm in Mississippi. I'm from Louisiana. Oh, yep. oh. Yeah, I live about okay. a half an hour from Jackson, Mississippi. I gotcha. Um, well, then that throws my question all the way off. I was going to ask if you were involved in the local LP. Um, I but am, I guess could, but in Mississippi. But in, but in Mississippi. Yeah. Great. So yeah, I've actually got the... I'm sorry, I've actually got the uh, Mississippi State Chair of Libertarian Party coming on tomorrow night. Fantastic. Um, so so how, what are you involved in? What are you doing? Okay, so uh, I did get asked to join the uh, Louisiana Libertarian Party Media Committee. Uh, so I am on that with Keith Thompson. And then um, I reached out to Vicki Rose, the state chair. We've actually been talking for several months, even before I started this brand. And she got me on the, uh, I guess, the ticket or whatever to be voted into the public relations media committee for Mississippi. And I did get voted in there. So that's those are my two current roles within the Libertarian Party. Fantastic. So when you're looking at the Libertarian Party, you know, we're obviously we're kind of going through a. a I would say a renaissance of the party. We've got a lot of yeah. new faces coming in. A lot of people are kind of blowing up. Where do you yeah. see us going in the next couple of years, especially leading into this next election cycle? You know, do you feel like you're seeing more of a conservative shift towards libertarianism? Do you feel like we're going more left? Where do you, where do you think that is and how do you think that's going to affect us in the next couple of years? Okay, so I see this from two different perspectives. Number one, on the in the boots to ground, right? Like for me, that's a lot of that's in the comment section. Uh, and if you go back and look at my shows, that I say it all the time. I believe we wholeheartedly have the momentum. We have all the drive. We have the talent. We have the tools. We have the momentum. We need more players. But when you're looking at it from which direction are we heading, I think from a, when you're looking at it from a national perspective and a media perspective, that's hard to gauge because you're looking at a select few. But when you're in a comment section like mine where it's so deep, I think you see that the vast majority of us are driving in the same direction. And it's not left or right. It is, it's center. It's dead center. It's the same track we've always been. That's what we want. That's the, the, the direction of the heart of this party. And that's working right down the middle, pulling from the best of both sides and pulling that unity together so we can move forward. That's how we're convincing people in the streets. That's how we're doing. It. Yeah, I, lo I love that viewpoint. I know that I'm sure you see it, but there, there's a lot of back and forth between a couple of different yeah. factions within the party. But I always right. tell people, like, hey, like that social media stuff, like, you know, Twitter beefs, Facebook beefs or whatever, that's not yeah. what's really happening. Like, you need to come and yeah. see what's happening, boots on the ground. That's right. And and this is when we're doing it, because the people that are actually out there doing the work usually aren't the ones that are online 
bickering about who's a real libertarian and who's not. No, 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 not at all. Like if you go back, uh, I had Kenneth Fitzlaff on and that guy is just the gold standard of volunteerism. And that's what I'm finding is the vast majority of us people that actually want to do things. We're fired up. We're ready to go. We got the right demographics. We got the right tools. It's time to put the foot to the gas and there's no letting up. We just need the people. And that just, you know, that's just us. Find your role. You know, every one of us has a role. Find that role and, and step into it. And it's not about being libertarian or independent or this party or that party. It's about putting individual liberty first. If that's what you care about, if you care about people being able to live their lives the way they should be able to live them without with as least government interference as possible, then let's do this. Let's go. We need you. Um, talk about some of the folks who <clears throat> you made it sound like you came from the conservative side. <clears throat> Pardon me, and uh, and kind of finally found that you were comfortable in the libertarian side. What were some of the folks that had an uh, influence on you um, as you made that journey? Huh. Well, that's that's pretty funny because uh, to be honest, it wasn't a person that made the biggest influence on me. I got out of politics for a long time. Uh, it didn't. It wasn't my thing. It didn't affect me any of that. And then I got married in uh, 2015. And we were making, I made $11 an hour. My wife made minimum wage and we had a brand new baby and Obamacare decided they were going to take all of our taxes, which was the, and we're living in a single wide trailer in South Louisiana. I mean, this is a real story. And we use those taxes to fix our cars and, and to do house repairs and anything emergency wise that we needed. And, uh, all of a sudden you're like, oh, we make $11 an hour in minimum wage and you're going to take our money? Like we're the people you're supposed to be trying to help. And uh, not that we trusted their help in the first place. So there was always a stroke of libertarianism. But um, it was it, that really, really made me angry. And then we dealt with that for three or four years where they took our taxes. And then one year we had to pay like uh, almost $800. And then it wasn't long after that it was the Trump and Hillary campaign. And it was like, that's when I was, I, Obamacare drew me back in and that was the next federal election cycle. And it was like, wait, what? This can't be real. Like, don't get me wrong. I thought it was absolutely hilarious. Trump kills me. He's funny, but no, I don't want him to be president. You know? And uh, definitely not Hillary. So I, I thought it was all a complete joke and I thought laughable that I ever got back into it, but they had done hurt me bad. So um, we had just moved. I didn't have a different license. I couldn't vote that year, but we became libertarian in that, that era right there. And then uh, we never looked back. And then it was last year that made me an activist. Summer. Awesome. awesome. So, uh, and, and last year during COVID, talk a little bit about what uh what drove you to start being an activist at that point well it, it you know um i forget who said it what was it benjamin franklin you know change doesn't affect until people that are unaffected become angry about it or, or just as upset about it you know and uh <clears throat> i live in mississippi where very little was changed or shut down other than the aggravating mask and a few businesses for a little bit. Uh, but what I watched around the country, I watched my, my fellow Americans from all backgrounds and colors and races and sexes and, and religions uh, absolutely had their lives torn from them 
uh, from government interference, which I'm already enormously anti-authoritarian and just, it made my blood boil. And that I reached a point uh, in the fall of 2020 where I said, I can't wait any longer for somebody else to do something. I've got to do something. And then this all kind of came about, I actually started looking into running for office. So yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a interesting conversation just this week and not sure when the episode is going to drop, but um, with Stacey Pressman out of New York City, the mayoral candidate. And it was a very interesting conversation because um, we were talking about Oklahoma and Oklahoma is like Mississippi. You know, we had very right. little interruption. We had about two weeks of uh, shutdown. You know, I never, I never missed a day of work. Like almost everybody was essential in Oklahoma. Right. You know what I mean? The only big hit we had, which affected Kevin more than me, uh, was when oil fell off a cliff. Then o Oklahoma was affected uh, significantly. Wow. That. Um, and that was more based on the national shutdown, you know, than anything Oklahoma did. Um, but it was interesting talking to her because it was a very, very different feel. Like they had, you know, massive shutdowns in New York City and right. everybody was affected and uh, fear galore, yeah. you know, based on what the government was telling everybody and uh, yeah. just very different. Um, so it's, it's everybody's experience with it was so different. There are people like you that were in a state that you know, barely got affected or got affected very lightly. People right. like us who didn't get affected at all until shit hit the fan nationally and all of a sudden oil fell off and then everyone was affected because 25 right. people work in that business, you know, and then people like her who from day one were affected and are still affected, you know, now 14, 15 months later. Um, but it wow. is amazing how the, how the reach has come uh, even, uh, even from those, from those larger cities now is hitting us in different ways you know not to mention we paid for it the whole time but right right exactly i mean i mean it's intense like just to hear that and that people still aren't you know a lot of these people will never recover and the fines that came down and the stories that i heard and it's just it's not even it got to a point very quickly where it wasn't even heartbreaking anymore i was just super epping pissed yeah. And I was blood boiling mad. Like I couldn't believe, and I didn't have any out outlet, you know, I, I, I wanted to go and, and scream at these people and, and couldn't. And so I had to find a way to, uh, to, to get out there. And yeah, that, that, that made me really angry. It's, it's crazy to watch all those people lose their businesses and lose their lives, you know, and, and, and no reason. It is a little bit uh, encouraging that people like you um, found the party in a bigger way during the lockdowns because there were a lot of people like Kevin and I who thought that the party did a pretty terrible job um, throughout the lockdown season um, at taking it, you know, advantage of that issue or talking more about that issue or articulating right um our side of that issue kevin i don't know what your thoughts are there but i think one theme that we've run into is that a lot of longtime libertarians looked at that as the perfect time to be loud about it um and quite a few corners of libertarianism were not um and and probably are paying the price for that or did pay the price for that during the election and now are still yeah. paying the price for that yeah well i think that i think that what we saw during the lockdown is 
we saw a lot of um there are people like you and i um and cajun as well i mean cajun falls in this i can tell from this post that want a very bold libertarian message and not so much of a spoon-fed like you know soft around the edges bumpers up type of message not not anything like that we wanted some bold messaging yes and we didn't get that from from the national party and a lot of the states kind of steered away from it and you know i think that we are paying the price for that i think that um we missed a lot of people that we missed a lot of opportunity because we had a lot of ability to say like hey remember all those crazy things that you guys said that we were crazy for talking about well here they are you know like i i just had a post uh i just had a post for the oklp today and i said you know make the government is always spying on you a conspiracy again because now we know that the postal service is spying on our social media you know and a year ago people would have thought that we were insane for that or when we talked about you know it won't be long before I, i remember two years ago when we were talking about it won't be long before you know the government is going to be so involved in everything that they're going to dictate your medical choices you know, and people were like, oh, that's totally insane. You guys are conspiracy theorists. And now we see this idea of vaccine passports and things like yeah. that. And I think that we missed that opportunity. What do you think, Cajun? Yeah. So I want to get this shirt that says I need new conspiracy theories because all of mine came true. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it, you know, a, a lot of people mark me as a conspiracy theorist over the summer, and I think a lot of it, maybe I'm a little cynical by nature, but I think that uh, I'm, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because it's spot on, and, and the whole message the entire time was, oh, you're just blowing things out of proportion. Oh, you're just crazy. And it doesn't matter how many times we're right, they just keep saying the same thing. The story never changes. The narrative never changes. You know, no matter how times, how many times we tell you, this is bad. This is headed down the wrong way. And they laugh at us and call us crazy. And then we get there and then it's just something else, you know, and then we're just crazy again. Yeah, I think, um, and it's both parties too, right? I mean, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm a conservative, but I, I tend to go after the Republican Party probably more often than the Democrats, just because I'm so disappointed in the party right. that I spent so long in. Uh, right. I mean, if you look back, you know, eight, eight years ago, 10 years ago, you know, people were making fun of uh, Star Wars and things like that. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we have it, you know what I mean? So um, we have Star Wars. If, if you look back at, uh, at the Iraq war in 2005, 2006, Afghan war, people were like, Jesus, this war might be going on until 2000 eight election you know it's still going on it's 2021 like there are just so many issues that we could be hitting on every day um and we just seem to consistently pick the wrong issues um to to make our points and uh that's just disappointing as a national party in my opinion i think there are some people doing some great messaging and i think some of the people that you've had on and are going to have on fall in that category but i just encourage you to um bring people on who can talk about these issues and and have those discussions because I think those are the discussions that that folks on the fence uh, or folks that are willing to listen will respond to uh, more than more than some of the other stuff that's going on in the party.
crazy and infighting and and whatnot you know yeah yeah i know a little bit about it um i try to stay away from that and to be honest with you that's pretty easy because i'm so wrapped up in all this but uh i you know i just had the same same discussion today um i think the main focus is like people want to know what's going on and i will give credit a lot of some of these Republicans that are seeking somewhere else, that's a Trump effect. They got so disenfranchised, felt so disenfranchised from the Republican party and they're looking elsewhere. And I don't think we need to, and I think we're gonna get an influx of Democrats here after this Biden era. I mean, look what he's doing, it's crazy, you know? And we got to be willing to, to talk to these people in a genuine and unifying way, regardless of what anybody else is talking about. Um, and I make posts about this all the time and people rag me about it, but whatever, I'm going to keep saying it, you know, be nice, be nice, talk to these people, let them know where we stand because you catch more flies with honey and we need the people. We have the right movement. Yeah, I agree totally. And I think that we need to, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because that was kind of Todd and I's idea. Todd is a more conservative libertarian that came from the Republican party. I'm more of a progressive libertarian that came from the democrats and so our idea with this podcast was to have both of us and bring people on from kind of all views you know and um i think that we've done a a pretty good job of that but it's something that that be nice you know like that's that's part of my messaging too of like you know engaging in civil discourse is so much better than arguing with somebody that they're not a real libertarian or whatever you can call them you know amen and a women Amen and a women. Yes. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, this that's gonna work ten out of ten times better than than what uh, what I see in the comment section. What's actually going on in mine right now? <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. It's come on. We got to do better, and I think we're going to. I think we're learning. There's a there's a wave of people like me, like you, uh, and, and and we're all coming in and. I, I honestly think we got the momentum. We got the right people. We just, we got to, uh, we can't let up. Yeah, well, I totally agree. And as long as we keep having more people like you that are out there spreading this message and, you know, even the memes, like people underestimate <laughs> how much the memes bring people in, but they do. Yeah. And um, I just want to say, I really appreciate everything that you're doing. I love your content. I hope that you thank continue you. to grow. Um, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Those are exceptional compliments. And uh, I really hope that uh, we can keep pushing forward. I don't hope. I know it's going to happen. We're just going to keep moving forward, all of us, one team, one unit. Yeah, we'll wrap it up here, Cajun, and tell everybody exactly where they can find you and how they can support you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I've got the Cajun Libertarian profile, which is just Cajun Libertarian. And then I have my page, which is the Cajun Libertarian on Facebook. And then simply again, Cajun Libertarian for Instagram. And then I have the YouTube channel, the Cajun Libertarian. And then on uh, on Twitter, it's uh, Cajun Libert One. Very good. Well, we'll definitely have you back as you have some fantastic guests and we'll chat more yeah. about finding out what you're hearing out there but thank you for coming on this is great man thank you all so much for having me i loved it this was awesome